Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. <laughs> Welcome to Fired Up Podcast. I'm Andrew Hopple. And I'm Cameron Hugh. <laughs> sounds like you're trying to one-up me. I was. <laughs> I was. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being a part of the podcast here at the Fired Up Podcast. We are a, I'm going to say podcast again, fitness-based podcast. <laughs> but Cam and I talk about a number of different, th- different things throughout the program. It's kind of weird calling it a program. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you did that. <laughs> we we tie everything back into our fitness principles um, that we kind of have learned throughout our young adult lives and professions. So whether you're here for your first one or you're here for episode 70, which is Ooh. what we're doing, season infinity, <laughs> episode 70, that's what it is. Because I, I count them all up. I was just telling Cam, I count them all up. Um, and that's where we are right now. So it seems a little bit cleaner and crisper to just throw it out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot more. It's weird to think that, you know, most of our episodes are like an, like at least an hour. And then the one I did and the three that you've done are a little bit less than an hour. So like, well, I you, counted up the fired up, um, Fridays as well. And those were very short. That's true. Those are like, those are like 15, 20 minutes. So but I, I would bet that we have like almost 65 hours of you and I talking. Like, isn't that weird to think like, because I mean, I don't know. Obviously, we, we also talk outside of the podcast, but like you and I have talked for 65-ish hours like in this way. Dude, we're, we're so close to being able to be replicated through AI. We're so <laughs> close. We just need to give a little bit more data and we are good to go. We are <laughs> we, we ready to be <laughs> I was listening to back to some of these, Cam. What? I said I was listening to some of our um, older episodes. Some of them are pretty cringy. And really? all, all, some of them are amazing and I really love them. And I love looking back and like reliving those those learning principles that we were going through over the past two years almost. Um which is incredible in itself. Also knowing that we've been a remote podcast longer than we've been an in-person podcast. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. That, that is so crazy that we've been able to do that. It's, it's cool to kind of revisit these because everybody who's listening to these podcasts, you guys have got to, I know we've, we've said this more recently, you guys have got, have gotten to, really join Cam and I in some pretty pivotal points in our lives and some crazy transitions. And that's why mm-hmm. we originally did the whole season thing. Probably my favorite season that we were doing, it was like a mini season. It was leading up to your 400 pound deadlift and leading up to uh, the Spartan race and yeah. the, the training for that. There was so much trash talk. going. On. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, that was, that was the peak of like you and I being competitive and then, once the race day began, it wasn't competitive at all. It was, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it'll be, it'll be fun though. Next, next year when we do that again, and I'm completely untrained and I'm, I'm going to completely rely on you to do it. I, I didn't really do anything for you back then. I just like, didn't leave you. Dude, you're, you're a big mental help. Cause I was struggling. Yeah. yeah, you can have that. I'm just like a shell of a man right now. Like I just look <laughs> a little better than I did at the start of the 75 day thing, but I'm just performance wise, just a feather. Yeah. Hey, I got, I have, I have a question. So I was thinking about this like yesterday 
because I saw one of your progress picks. I'm like, wow, it's like you've definitely gotten you know way more lean and um, shred and all that good stuff. And I was wondering, I'm like, okay, so he's been like on point with his diet because um, obviously you have to be for for the challenge or whatever. Um, but last night I was making cookies and I was thinking a lot of times when I eat something, I'm like, oh man, Andrew can't do this. Like that kind of like, sucks for him. So I was making cookies and snickerdoodle. Um, and I was wondering, I'm like, huh, I wonder if after 75 hard, Andrew's allowed to have like something like, like, can he have any alcohol? Does it change? Like, do you have to continue the same diet for the next two phases or does it, does any of it get more like lax, I guess? Great question. Um, yeah, let's, let's kind of break that down because it's, it's a big thing that's taking place right now in my life. And it's kind of been a, a big part of our talking points on the fired up podcast for a little bit of time now, at least for the duration and just prior to it, uh, of this challenge. I'm on day 72. So if Dude. I don't screw this, if I don't screw this thing up now, Andrew, you, you can't, you, oh, don't you dare <laughs> for my, no, for my sake, <laughs> just for cam. I'm going to do it just for cam guys. Uh, I really don't feel like I can screw it up at this point. It's just become after doing something for this long. I don't know if you guys have ever consciously tried to add things into your routine, things that were not in your routine prior and you're consciously making an effort without fail to add them to your routine. Once you get like 70 days in, it's mm -hmm. just, it's there and it's not something I have to think about anymore. Really? Um, of course I'm, it's in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, I gotta, gotta get these things done. It's, it's not hard at this point to be mm -hmm. honest. And I progressively, you know, maybe this isn't the right way to do it, but I progressively made my um, food restrictions more difficult at different points because I realized initially I was like, okay, I'm just going to macro calculate and mac and stick to my macros. And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, that's a little, it's a little easy. And am I really challenging my discipline if I can eat whatever I want within my macros? So then I eliminated a bunch of stuff and, um, I made sure I wasn't, you know, eating sandwiches and doing this or that, or mm -hmm. no tacos, no pizza, no, no fast food. And then I, the last leg of it, I was like, man, this is really getting pretty easy again. I can kind of just, I'm, I'm not eating those things. And there's like technicalities that, you know, I can still eat pitas and things like that. And so I was like, okay, for the last 20 days, 21 days, and there's three weeks, I'm only going to eat rice as my non-vegetable, <laughs> non-animal product, uh, non-fruit form of carbohydrate. Yeah. So... <laughs> And uh, that's what I've been doing for the past three weeks. That was tough initially. And now it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go eat more rice. Mm -hmm. But it was at first I was like, man, this sucks. I can't eat anything else except yeah. for rice. So do you have like a, like an instant pot or something that is just always full of rice? So like whenever you need, you kind of have like hot rice readily available or how do you, because I think one thing that would be kind of helpful for people and maybe we can go into like a more broad version of this is like doing because with you, it's like you, if you mess up, it's not like you're like, okay, I'll get them next day. It's like, okay, no, if I mess up, I have to go back to day one. So it's there's, over. there's more at My stake. Life is over. Yeah. <laughs> there's like more at stake. Right. So, so you have to be very 
planned out with your meal prep. Like you can't just have one day be like, oh my God, I need to eat one more meal and I have no groceries and it's nine o'clock or whatever, right? So you need to be well thought out. So what do you what are some things that you've been doing that maybe like people listening can say can like take away and apply to their, you know, weekly meal prep? Guys, I've never been this lean before in my entire life. And like I have my abs showing. I've got crazy vascularity taking place in the gym. Um, and I was just telling Cam off of off of recording, like my performance levels aren't, you know, where they used to be, of course, but I, I dropped major body fat. I feel yeah. so good all around because of this process. But what I'm trying to get here is this is not hard. This is it's it's a big, broad stroke. And for me to say that, this shit is not hard. What is it? It's literally just taking the things that you know you have to do and executing them and then being consistent with it, especially during quarantine. I'm going to say quarantine makes it and during this whole pandemic, this is even easier to do right now. Mm -hmm. Now... Kayla and other people might have other opinions as to how hard it's, it has been um, to add it on top of major responsibilities. I have found it extremely liberating. I have found it very doable in every sense of the way. Of course, initially it was tough and I didn't want to go out and do my cardio. I didn't want it, whatever. It's I've had some cold ass days outside. And I was telling you guys some of the funny stuff where I'm like outside, I'm like, like I walked around the corner, it was really freezing outside. It was probably in the teens. And I was like, oh shit. Like <laughs> better to walk faster, gotta warm up. Yeah, right. Oh, and man. like I didn't have any gloves on. And I was like, oh, like this is just gonna suck. It's gonna be 40 minutes of just crap. And I just got it done. I just got it done anyways. I've added on 20 extra pounds on my weight vest throughout this whole process. So now I'm doing all my cardio with 60 pounds of um, Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And it like it doesn't hurt my back anymore. It doesn't hurt my core. Like every time I added on progressively more weight, it was hard. It sucked again. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my body felt it more. It doesn't anymore. 60 pounds is not tough to do the steady state cardio with. And my heart rate is responding accordingly. It's it's continuing to drop while I'm doing those things. For What's, the food, going back what, to what you originally was were asking though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still counting macronutrients. Of course, that's what you want to do. Whatever you're trying to do, whether you're trying to put on muscle, lose fat, sustain, you need to have at least a rough calculation of macronutrients. I have not, I've used MyFitnessPal a little bit. I have not used one full day of MyFitnessPal where I'm like, hey, I'm going to plan out every single thing that I'm doing. But that's because I've had years of experience and reference for the foods that I'm eating, right? At this point, the the food that I've been eating, let me tell you what I did yesterday. I had two pounds of skirt steak, rice, and what else did I have in the evening? I had some vegetables. And then I had some soup because I was like, I'm going to treat myself with some soup. So I'm a little like my sodium levels were high. So mm-hmm. I am a little more bloated today. But all of my macros were on point And I had a salad as well. It's not hard to do those things and to plan them out. And you don't even need like a major intensive plan where you're like, I'm going to cook for all my meals for a week straight 
and mm-hmm. I have to have like 10 cups of rice in the fridge. You can do that if that helps and you're that busy, but that's not necessary. I've been cooking rice for like two days because I don't like it to be super stale. And I'll just, I'm eating rice all day long. So I have to cook a ton of it. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. I'm just doing what I need, plan it out properly, be on top of the ball, mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah. I think the, cause I've done a couple different ways of meal prep. I mean, and right now my, my current meal prep situation is probably at the, like, it's not bad, but it's not like the, the lowest level of intensity it's, it's been at, but like, I've done it where, like what you said, where I will, I would cook all my meals for the entire week and it would be, that sucks. It, it, it does. I mean, it's nice during the week, but when you're doing it on a Sunday, you're like, okay, well, I guess I know what I'm doing for the next five to six hours, you know, cause then like you're weighing it all. I would do post-it notes on, on everything and be like, like, you know, how many uh, grams of protein, carbs, fat does this one have? And it was like, oh my God, it took forever. I don't think it was like unhealthy, but I was like, this is a long time to be doing anything. And then I've also done it where like do it for the the next couple days, just because, you know, you can find time a few times a week to, you know, whip up six to eight meals. Right. Um, so yeah, that's not, that's not too challenging. And it just depends like, you know, what's your schedule like? Like, if you only have one day during the week and one weekend day to do a lot of cooking, then do that. Or if you're someone that, like when, when we were coaching at Orange Theory, you know, you have those kind of random breaks in the day. Like I would have like three hours in the middle of the day sometimes. I'm like, oh, I can, I can cook a couple meals during this time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, it's if that works for you, playing all of it out, and yes, it's time consuming, great. Do it that way. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is it's not hard to do it. You don't have to do it that way. You can do it with a lot less process taking place. You just have to be consistent and be on top of the ball. Yeah. I think right now it's just – now is probably the one of the easiest um, times to do that sort of thing time-wise. I think where a lot of people are getting caught up is the mental aspect because if you, yeah. you know, if you don't have anything to do all day, like let's say you're furloughed or unemployed or whatever, um, man, it's like, it, like that's what I, that's how I felt when I was um, in between my old job and looking for um, jobs, and I, you know, wasn't really doing much. I was like, I noticed, I'm like, wow, I have nothing that I have to do. I was doing stuff around the house and whatnot, but yeah. you know, there, there's no legitimate reason why I couldn't be meal prepping, doing some sort of workout. Like I had bands. I could have been working out. It was all a, a mental thing, right? But now that I'm like working a ton, it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, it's easier for me to plan those sort like plan my workouts, um, plan, you know, cert, like certain key meals of the day because I know that I, I don't have a choice to do otherwise. But if you don't have anything to do, it's, it, you know, you need parameters to work within. And right now I think a lot of people have lost those. So you need to find ways to almost make your own parameters. Like you need to, you need to dedicate maybe Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Hey, these are my meal prep days. And I'm just going to stick to that. Cause if you say, oh, I'll get it done. Well, you have, you have seven days you could get it done. If you don't choose one, then you're never going to do it. And I'm, 
I, I did the same thing. You have too much time on your hands and you don't plan it. It's never going to get done. It's like the podcast. If you don't plan it out, it's, it's not going to get done. It's exactly like the podcast. <laughs> That's your, right. co-host, your co-host alarm isn't going to go off. Yeah, yeah. No matter how many times you text your co-host this morning or any morning, <laughs> it just it just won't wake up. He's like a he's like a hibernating bear. <laughs> hey, you gotta get that recovery in. Uh, for you guys trying to guess oh, which one of us slept That's in, such a lame excuse. <laughs> we won't we won't spoil it for you. You have to you have to find it out on your own. <laughs> Wait, find out what? What'd you say? I said for you, those of you who are trying to guess which one of us slept in this morning, we won't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, we won't tell you, but you know, you know who it was. <laughs> you can figure it out. <laughs> ah, it was me. It was me. Okay. Yeah, it's true. It's all my good. alarm didn't go off. I threw. This is my worst fear. By the way, is my alarm not going off? Like I wake up in such a panic, and oh, yeah. I like I never not sleep with my Fitbit on because I always have my Fitbit on as a backup alarm. But yeah. it was dead, and I plugged it in. I was like, I'm just gonna plug it into. And go to sleep. Like my alarm will go off. It's fine. Dude, you will never wake up faster when you wake up and you realize you are late for something. For coaching at Orange Theory Fitness. <laughs> I've done that. Have you done that? No, I never did that. Dude, there was one time I... Dude, I, I've, I've had to roll out of bed and go coach for other people at Orange Theory. Dude, I have... I have. I, I, I opened. I did the classes until... Uh, what was it? I think I did it until like 10 or maybe noon. I think it was like till 10 and at noon I took a little nap and I was like, Oh, I'll just take like an hour nap. It was the first, it was the first time we added a three fifteen class to the afternoon. So I have to be there at like two forty-five, dude. I, I wake up at, oh, what was it? It was like three o'clock or something like that. And I have a text from Jenna and a few mixed calls. She's like, Hey, are you, uh, like, are you coming? <laughs> and Luckily, I had the I had the workout memorized because I already coached it like four times. I was from the time I woke up to the time I was in the Orange Theory parking lot. I think it was like eleven minutes, and it it's like a ten minute drive. And I instantly I I I go through the doors, I drop my stuff, walk into the room. As I'm doing that, I think it was Jenna or Caleb. They hand me the mic. I instantly put it on, and I just instantly started coaching. And I was like, "Wow, ten minutes ago, how, I was how asleep. far." How far into the workout was it? They were like maybe like four minutes in or something like that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. so funny. It was, dude. Oh my God, dude. That's like some of the highest stress you could ever be in. Oh yeah. A cushy, a cushy first world situation. I was, yeah, really it wasn't, I don't know. In, in the grand scheme of like the world, it, it meant absolutely nothing. And uh, for work, it's big though. It's big. Yeah. And one thing that was really interesting is I was thinking during, and this might be applicable to a lot of situations. I could have let it like have uh, how do you, how do you say this? I could have let that one moment throw me off for the other three classes. Yeah. But then I, I had this really interesting thought. I was like, Cam, only these, I think there was like seven or 10 people. It's like, these people are the only ones that know you did that the next like 90 people that come in have absolutely no idea but why would you let this mistake affect those other three classes especially when they don't have a clue like otherwise they'd just be like hey like cam cam seems like kind of off like what's going on right yeah it's kind of one of those like mental things where it's like you know if you 
if you make a mistake or you mess up, whatever, it's like fix it as quickly as you can and then just move on. Let it affect you, right? Yeah, exactly. If you let it affect the rest of the things, then that mistake is going to be more detrimental. Yeah, you're going to make it bigger. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That was a very interesting lesson that I learned that day. And I think that was the only time I was ever, I don't think I was ever late again. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a great like way to go about that too. You're like, man, now I really know what that feels like. I can never let this happen again. Oh, dude. No way. Anytime I have to get up early, you know, okay, I'll admit even this morning, I kind of like half woke up and I had my alarm set for f- like 5.50 or something like that because we were recording at 6.30 my time. And I, and I, I kind of woke up and I was like, I had, that, I had that moment where I was kind of awake. And I was like, hmm, did my alarm not go off? And am I waking up at like a pretty good time to c- catch it? And I was like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And I was like, no, Cam, last time you did this, you ended up missing your alarm. So like I went and like I checked the time and I, it was like five. I was like, okay, okay, we're good. We're good. But like, I'm glad I did that because I've I've done the opposite and it ended yeah. up totally screwing me, you know? Me too, yeah. Hey, one thing that we haven't done in a while that I realized um, we used to do consistently is housekeeping. We have not talked about things that are going on within the whole podcast culture. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, or a little program here. Stop calling it, dude. We're you know, we, we make it sound like we're two like middle aged men. <laughs> this is a really good family program. Yeah, we're we're for everybody around here. But what I want to talk about briefly, just to touch on things and, and keep people updated as to what's going on in the fired up community. I don't know, whatever you want to call it, Cam. We'll go with that. The cult. The cult. The fired up cult. <laughs> You fired up cult heads out there. Um, we're going to be releasing. I have, technically, I have the design created for Cam's awesome uh, <laughs> Chasing the Dream, finally <laughs> achieving uh, t shirt. I have that to completely done and designed. I have a place where we can purchase them and print them out, and they can be ordered to you. It's up to me to talk to Cam to find out the final decision if we want to do it that way or if we want me to print out and create a certain number of them then we can just send them out and give them out to you guys um, for fun. So that's the final component to this decision-making process. And on top, because obviously we come out of the expense of the podcast to do that, um, whether we're selling them or we're giving some away for free or, or a combination of both and find out where we can do printing. Yeah. Now- I also have been talking to my sister, very, very successful graphic designer and marketeer. Shout out to Carrie and Zippity Tees. Cam, do you know about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have they blew up this year. Yeah. The, well, the past like, f- like four or five months, it seems like they've gotten pretty big. So they reached 10,000 followers on Instagram back in like September. And that was something they were grinding for for like yeah. years. They're at like 16,000 followers. Oh, wow. They've they've grown so fast because her designs have – she jumped like all in, Carrie did, because it's been my, my cousin Carrie and my cousin Devin. You, you, mean, you mean your sister Carrie? Yeah, I'm sorry. My, my sister Carrie <laughs> okay. and my cousin like, Devin. Oh. <laughs> and they, they started this 
little uh like side project for fun side hustle for- <laughs> <laughs> shout out to, to last podcast um oh they, they started that a few years ago i think it was 2017 or 2016 or something like that and it was kind of just for fun and they just slow rolled it made some fun designs and then this past summer carrie was like okay i'm diving all in and i'm gonna try really hard at this and when my sister know doesn't fall very far from her older brother when (laughs) (laughs) when she no i'm just kidding when she jumps in on something and she dives in she goes after it much like me but if i'm not all in if she's not all in she's she's gonna like not perform her best Mm -hmm. and that's what i've noticed about when we've when we've gotten older we're very similar in that sense where she has so many things that she wants to do she's so she spread so thin but the things that she's really in and working hard at even if she's spread more or thinly out across these different projects she works her ass off for them Mm -hmm. so that's what she did this past summer and it just blew up because the designs were on point and the the marketing was on point the customer Mm -hmm. service was on point so we might be able to what i'm saying is we might be able to print these and kind of create them on our own and you guys can sport these stupid t-shirts of cam achieving his dream (laughs) Uh, wearing his focus hat that dude, hell yeah. exist, will I, never exist. I, I freaking love that hat, dude. That, that focus hat is like by far the like one of the favorite things of apparel that I own. <laughs> Just it's it's a conceptual piece. It doesn't actually exist for it's, uh, purchase. It's really it's more so like a piece of art than it is a hat. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's like an idea. Um, something that is kind of interesting though about. Um, your sister's company, and we weren't planning, obviously, on, on talking about this at length, but kind of make something pop to my head. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie paid us a couple hundred bucks to, to drop it to you guys. <laughs> no, so there's there's this uh, concept called the Pareto distribution. And what essentially it means is in any creative endeavor or really most things for that matter, um, there's a very small amount of people that do most of the distributing or the work. And then within that small group, 10% of that group does like 90%. So a really tangible way to think about this is if you've ever done a group project. If there's five of you, uh, three are essentially useless to do most of the work. And then one person's pretty much doing like all of it. Um, You think about maybe like fitness influencers, you know, there's really only like there's like a handful that are everybody's huge, worthless. right? <laughs> what do you say? Said everybody's worthless. Everybody's worthless. Um, I'm glad you agreed before you actually knew what I said, though. You said right. <laughs> <laughs> you think if you think about uh, Carrie's Carrie's endeavor, they've been doing this com- they, this uh, zippity tease business for quite some time, and it you know it was maybe going up a little bit for a long time, maybe even down for a bit. And now that it's, you know, they were essentially able to get over that beginning, you know, learning curve and that hump. And now they're really starting to go up. Most people, um, I'm sure, gave up at some point where Carrie and your cousin were really struggling and they just like, you know, screw it, throw in the towel. Um, You also think about, um, you know, Joe Rogan was kind of talking about this where, you know, the first the first like eight years of his podcast. Yeah, it was getting big, but he has hundreds of millions of downloads and listens now. 
And even a year, what was it? A year or a year and a half ago, it was in like the tens of millions. And now it's, you know, it's, he's almost 10 X to in the past year. So I don't know if you guys have something that you're kind of, you know, striving for working on whatever, but just know that you need to get past that curve and get into the Pareto distribution where you end up becoming one of the the biggest creators in whatever you're trying to do. And one of the biggest differences between people that get there and people that don't, it's it's rarely talent, skill, resources. Most of the time, it's the people that just never stop and figure it out, which, man, it's there's a reason there's only a small amount of people because it's it's extremely challenging. So, um, I th- personally, I find that encouraging um, to know that literally all I have to do, if I want to achieve something like that, is just never stop. You know, like you, you there might be years where nothing nothing's really happening, but you're still kind of grinding at it, and then all of a sudden, boom, it starts taking off, and then in a matter of a year, maybe even shorter you're in a completely different place than you thought you were. And I kind of think about this, this dumb little podcast we do, right? Like, and here's the thing, do you and I obviously aren't in this for really anything other than to entertain people, provide value. And it's, we have fun doing it. Right. But, you know, obviously one day we want, like, dude, I would love if when we have an episode that reaches like a thousand people on its own within like a short amount of time right now. That's kind of like my kind of like mental goal. Oh man, that that's going to be awesome. And then in a, in literally two years, like who knows where this will be? Like, I, like, I don't know, but I know that we'll still be doing it, you know? So just, Absolutely. just something that for you guys to think about, you know, when you're in that moment, when you're like, ah, screw this, I don't want to keep doing this. Just know like, Hey, this is, this is when people, quit and this is why they aren't where they want to be. But if you can get past that, then you're one step closer to joining that Pareto distribution. What we'll do is we'll have a specific 75 hard breakdown podcast episode, I think would be a great idea to kind of talk about all the different components of it. Mm -hmm. But I want to reference right now, 75 hard is a great example of what you're saying. It's very tangible and applicable of just doing the stuff over and over again. And these progress pictures that I've been posting on social media, for those of you who follow me on Instagram, I've I posted my progress picture. It isn't something that you need to do. I've posted it every single day so that you guys can see, and myself as well, we can reference those and see the changes that are taking place every single day. Because mm-hmm. if you go through those piece by piece, and, and once again, I'll post all those up at one time, I'll probably create a story of them. And then I can kind of save that and throw it on my profile so you can look at it over and over again if you want. Because I'm not going to keep all these photos up on my um, page forever. I'll probably take those down Mm -hmm. eventually just because there's so many of them. If you look side by side, you don't see the tangible changes every single day. Mm -hmm. And some days it looks like I'm gaining weight or I'm more bloated or whatever. And the fervent reminder is I was at a calorie deficit for – I would say at the very least at the end of this thing, 70 out of 75 of these days. <laughs> That's a lot. I I had to have been because I was controlling so much and maybe some days I, I ate a little bit more, but I stayed within my parameters of the restrictions that I was keeping. 
and I made sure that I wasn't eating the foods that I had restricted for myself and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I made sure I was drinking my water. I made sure I was hitting my workouts. I was at a calorie deficit for, if not all of them, at least 70 out of 75 of these days. Yeah. And the consistency of all of it lined up, if you go from day one to day 75, I look like, I look back at once again, day one, I know we were talking about it 30, 40, 50 days ago. Same feeling. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> like Cam was telling me the other day, I was like, I was like, dude, I feel so different. He's like, yeah, looking back, you look like you were fat. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, hey, I said comparatively to where you are now, <laughs> to be yes. fair. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah. once again, it was the mindset of when I took that first photo, I thought to myself, oh, you're not doing too bad. You're, this is a pretty good starting point, Andrew. Mm-hmm. It's And the mentality is so strange right now, let me tell you. Looking back at progress photos that I had on my phone or whatever um, on social media from years ago, back in 2018, 2019, and I remember thinking to myself when I took those photos, man, you're doing a really good job. This is a great progress photo. I look at myself and I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, <laughs> you 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 were proud of this? This is where you wanted to be? And it's, yeah. you said this a few episodes ago. It's almost like when we expand the parameters of where we can be and understand where we can be through truly getting things done that we need to get done, then our expectations change for ourselves and mm-hmm. our requirements change for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I felt that I had a great starting point because I didn't know how far I could go. Right, right. No, that's because now your your standard of where you could be. And obviously, you know, people see every day the progress picture, but people can't see the any of the mental and emotional and disciplinary things. Now, obviously that becomes evident in the physical changes. Um, but you know, I, obviously we don't want to focus so much on you leaning out. Cause there's so many other things that are also happening, right? It's like, yes, not only have you realized there's certain levels that you can get your physique to, which is, you know, again, me and me and Andrew, like we are, <laughs> we're just two shitheads and it, things gotta be simple for us. So like, obviously if we get stronger, if we get leaner, our dumb brains are like, Hey, this is working. You know, we're not like, that's just so, it's so easy and basic to see, but making those emotional changes and those, those mental changes are really important as well. And you're also realizing during this challenge that there's levels to your physique, but there's also major levels to every other area of your life. And now you get to compare that from now on, right? If you get to a spot where you're like, you know, maybe not as disciplined, you know that you are capable of being this disciplined. All you have to do is get back there. And how you, how do you do that? Every day, do the things that you know you need to do. And, and here's the funny thing, Andrew, you now know you can get to this exact point in life, no matter where you are in life. You just got to think in 75 days, I can be there because that's where you are right now. And you, I mean, you know, most of us know that you, you were in a bit of a, bit of a shithole <laughs> 70, 75 days ago, right? It was, it was a really tough circumstance. Hardest, hardest spot of life you've ever been in. And it took 75 days for you to be where you are now. And that's a really, really good reminder that you can have for yourself for the rest of your life. 
and I don't want to, it's, it's a great point. And I don't want to go any further into this yeah. explaining all the details because you touched on a lot of great ones is I, I really would like to dive into this more deeply into a full episode because there's so much to unpack and talk about from my opinion, the, the experiences and the learning situations that I've been in through this, uh, especially off of where I, I started. Right. But I'll leave you guys with this on this topic. 75 hard. I am so convinced saved my life in a few different ways. And we'll get into all the details in that episode. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be an exciting episode to talk about. I'm really pumped and I want to make sure that we're all the way done. I can officially say, Hey, I've got all 75 days checked off officially. I can't make any more mistakes. It's already done. It's already happened. <laughs> and then we'll do that episode. Um, and then we also have another very exciting episode coming up too. We've got my, my buddy, Alex is going to be joining us for a episode in the future. And he's got an awesome story. I don't think, you know, um, some of the deeper parts of his story too, mm -hmm. but, uh, he was, he was born with, um, some deformities on his chest. So he had to have some major constructive surgery and, uh, he's, he's an awesome, badass personal trainer. Uh, he works over at restoration fitness as well as, you know, he has his own, um, brand and works at a few other places too. He's a very knowledgeable bodybuilder athlete and trainer. So I'm excited to have him on and we'll do that soon for you guys. This next week is the plan. And that's another thing coming out. Yeah. Do you have any more housekeeping components that we need to, to brief on? Cause we have, we have these two episodes to talk about very important coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's uh, I guess December. a December. Yep. Yep. That's coming up. So I have, uh, I I've just been waiting, dude. I, I am so <laughs> I am so excited. The dead summer. I am too. I'm really excited, dude. It, you know what it is? It's kind of like, okay, guys. So think about Christmas, but <laughs> imagine doing it for the whole month. <laughs> like seriously. Wow. That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Isn't that great? <laughs> no, it is so. Here's here's the fun thing is the workouts are, they are fairly simple. Um, you and, oh my God, dude. It's, it's, it's almost like a, similar thing to 75 hard where at the end of the month, you'll, you'll look back at the beginning of the month and be like, wow, I was much weaker than I thought I was. And for a lot of us that are getting back into the gym, you know, I've only been back for a little over two months. It's going to be a really, really good way for you to like stay on track and make huge, huge gains. Like, dude, I was telling you the other day, I am, I feel like I'm almost getting a little bit of like the newbie gains you can get when you first start working out. So I'm, I'll just go on this short tangent for a bit here. So my, my main focus right now is, is all strength, right? I mean, I, obviously I don't want to get too fluffy. I have certain parameters I'm keeping. If I, if I lose those, I have to start ringing it in a little bit. Um, but my, my one rep max for my bench press when I first got back into the gym was 165, which it hadn't been since like my sophomore year of high school. And it was so discouraging, but I was like, okay, Cam, you took six months off. Like, what did you think would happen? You dummy. My, and I, and I should be honest, my projected one rep max right now is 235. And 
this is another good thing to keep in mind for, for you, me, and for everyone listening. The reason I have made such amazing gains is because I'm following a program. I have not been throwing, you know, wet spaghetti at a wall, seeing what's you know, most of the time I throw dry spaghetti at a wall and nothing ever sticks. So <laughs> that's what happens when I try doing it. Um, but you know, I've been don't doing- get don't get Cam wrong too. He has the ability to program himself, but there is something different about following a program oh, that somebody has laid out for you, right? Definitely, and yeah, and I mean, you know, the thing is, I I don't necessarily want to be I I want to be learning from people that in my mind, whatever they tell me to do or have me do is going to work. Like the first program I did. The guy is a world record setting power lifter and he's about my size. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to trust you that you know what you're doing. And this bench program I'm doing right now is I got it from one of the strongest guys that I personally know. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to trust you. So again, having that plan and sticking with it, man, and just trusting it. Wow. It's been, it's been amazing. Um, so and, and and dead December is just like that. You can like you do. You can just turn your brain off. You don't need to think about what you're gonna do for your workout because you're gonna get a post about it every day. And if you're someone who, you know, you kind of like having those burners. You know, you kind of like getting that heart rate up and doing those supersets, all that stuff. That that's a part of it. Like last year, dude, you'll you'll do like a giant set where you'll do three exercises. And man the heart rate gets up. So you'll, you'll see great strength gains. And, and, you know, if you are someone who likes that more, uh, higher intensity, you'll, you'll have that as well, but that's, that's gonna be like our kind of first big community thing that we're doing this actually. Yeah. This year as yeah. a fire, fire right, nation, before, right before 2020 comes to a close. Oh, dude, going to get dumb thick with these deadlifts, dude. Um, and, hey. and Really quick, I was doing deads the other day because I obviously I programmed myself out, um, and I have deads a few times a week. Yeah, I know I'm like I made jokes about me not being strong anymore, and I'm just losing everything, and I'm just fading away. I'm running out of weight over here at the home gym. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to order some new weights. I was repping out, which this is nowhere near where I used to be. Back in high school, I could bet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's like what you hear everybody at the bar talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but in college, when I was training for powerlifting, I was much stronger than I am now. But the other day, I was repping 365 for you know for five reps. Really? Yeah. So wow. I was feeling pretty pretty decent. Yeah, that's dude. That's on on deadlift, right? Yeah. Oh, you're such an and asshole, was, dude. <laughs> and then I, I've been I've been trained a little bit at the gym. Um, because it's really freaking cold in the garage gym and I haven't bought a heater yet. <laughs> Some of these November dates have been rough. Oh, I bet. And uh, October is actually worse, I think. But I was I was shoulder pressing 90s for eight. Wow. So we're we're hanging in and uh, we've we've actually brought back a little bit of lost strength. I don't know how, because I have been at a consistent deficit for uh, the entirety of it. But we've been out of the gym because this was the first month that I, I trained in the gym since mm-hmm. March. Yeah. Dude, isn't isn't working out with a mask pretty difficult? Oh, it's pretty ass. It's it's complete ass. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been doing for the past the past two months. 
it makes me want to build a gym from the ground up and <laughs> defy uh, the government and require no masks. Or just do it just just completely outside, but there's just a gigantic tent so yeah. no one gets rained on. That's That sounds good to me. Yeah. We'll just break the system. <laughs> yeah. The tyranny. We'll get into that in another episode. <laughs> the tyranny. <laughs> My gosh, <clears throat> but yeah. Um. Oh, I guess wrapping up the dead summer thing. If you guys do want to participate in it, and honestly, like, why not? Like, why not? There's, there's no if reason. You're, if you're trying to get stronger, if you need something to train for, join us. It's going to be fun. It's going to suck. Yeah. No. Oh, definitely. And if you're like, oh, lifting weights isn't really my thing. Eh. First off, it should be. Okay, <laughs> lifting weights should be your thing, and also the the health benefits and strength benefits you'll get from it are huge and it's a fun thing to do together um also you get to eat hostess cakes <laughs> if you want to follow on for the the whole program yeah right um oh but anyways what you have to do is you have to follow it's an instagram page that's how you get your your workouts um it's just soren x i think it's like s-o-r-i-n-e-x underscore dead sember um it, andrew and i actually posted about it in our stories today uh, maybe we can do another post here when when it gets a little bit closer to the date. Um, yeah, let's do it. But yeah, the fun little fun fact: the guy who does the programming for it, his name is Scott McDimmel, I believe. Um, and he is so the you have the Highland Games over in Scotland, um, where they throw the log and they throw hammers and they do a bunch of stuff. He's like a world champion Highland Game athlete. So that's another thing. It's like I mean. He, when it comes to getting people strong, like he, he very much so knows what he's doing. Um, and I'll, I'll take it as this. I know, I know some people that, you know, they would go to the gym. They don't really know what they're doing. They lack discipline, motivation. Why not have dead December be when you, I mean, you should start before then cause you still have like a couple of weeks, but you won't need to worry about what you need to do. And, you know, you're probably scrolling through Instagram anyways. Why not, why, you know, why not just do the workouts? It's, it's five days a week. Um, and yeah, it's all programmed for you. So with that, please feel free to reach out to Cam or I if you want more information about it or you just want to chat about that stuff. Once again, we'd love to have you guys join us for a Fired Up thing. Um, if you join in, we'll send you some type of t-shirt or design or something like that. Um, just incentivize you to, to do this stuff for fun. And especially if you don't have anything else going on, uh, it's just good to have something to train for. Right. Yeah. Like you said, I want to talk about some fitness stuff today because that was kind no. of our introductory <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> period of time. And I have a few different uh, articles and some different conversational topics that are, are common that I want to get Cam's opinion on. And we can kind of go back and forth about to give you guys some more insight as personal trainers um, for fitness, right? Because yeah. that's what we, once again, try to talk about. Yeah, that's time. what we claim we do. <laughs> so here's here's a really, I feel like it's a common thing for both genders. How do you grow your butt? <laughs> that's, that's a huge thing. Glute, yeah. glute development is gigantic. Yeah. but <laughs> it's super important to a lot of people mostly women are, are talking about that but guys are too and you should be because you don't want your you know your pants falling off your ass i mean that doesn't make any sense at all that's true and, you don't uh, want to look like a hoodlum 
when you have a well-developed lower body, your frame is, is fitted better. And I think sometimes it's more so for guys, at least quite often, it's kind of neglected and it's not talked about or, or focused on as much when it should be, because it does, once again, it has a lot of applicable athletic athleticism um, attributes as well as aesthetic for visuals. But what do you, what would you say off of that? And would you agree with all, all these uh, claims I'm making? Yes, I would, I would agree with you. And I want to take a step back because some, because, okay, a lot of girls are probably like, yeah, I want to grow my butt. That's, I feel that that's very common. A lot of guys might be like, first of all, most, most guys are pussies and don't even train their legs. So like, you don't even do that. <laughs> so how do we start? Right. So if you're looking for something like athletic performance, think about this. What, Andrew, let me ask you this question. What drives your hips forward? Your knees? No, your butt. <laughs> your butt. How do how many freaking movements? The deadlift, the squat, when you're doing walking lunges, when you're sprinting, your your glutes are so important to thrusting your hips forward. <clears throat> Dude, I'm flexing mine right now, just sitting here talking about it. I am constantly flexing mine. One um <laughs> one one of the great things that I've I've kind of heard um from a strength and conditioning coach. His name is Cal Dietz. He's over in uh, University of Minnesota. He trains the um, U.S. Olympic uh, power, or not powerlifting, uh, Olympic weightlifting team. He said, you can tell someone's a good athlete if they have a big butt, big feet, and a big back. That If you can just look at that, that's how you know you have someone who's probably like an advanced athlete. Um and I mean, it's true. If you look at like sprinters, their asses are like huge. Um, but I, so I would say the <laughs> for and it, let it, me tell you, I've seen a lot of big. Kevin's <laughs> 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 like, that's the number one thing I look at in the gym: <laughs> guys, girls, dogs, whatever. <laughs> I, I smoked a pork butt last week. I'm all the time. You know, I think. Um, uh, dude, can't somebody just cancel our show? Come on. So I was, I, I think I'm a big bang for your buck sort of guy. I think you can do certain movements. Like you could do a, a single leg, um, hip raise and to, you know, hit, hit one glute and then switch legs. That's great. But I think movements like that, you know, you can do, but you should also make sure you're getting, Get your big rocks, right? If you're filling a jar, put your big rocks in first, then your gravel, then your sand. Your big rocks should be things like squatting, deadlifting, and lunging. Those are the three big ones that I would say, you know, make make those staples across this metagame that you're doing to get a big ass. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, th- I feel like, dude, I don't know. I feel like people shit on like people who do hip thrusts. And I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. It's, it's not a bad movement. I think people get so... Pissy Pizza about it. We use it. We use it, and we use it, a couple of variations of those. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's when when people think I'll do this because squats and deadlifts are not good movements, and this will this can replace that movement. It's like, well, no, no, everything is just a tool, and hip thrusts are a great tool because it's man. There's that machine at export that's like a hip thrust machine. That thing will like almost isolate your glutes. 
which which is which is great, you know. Um, I would so I would throw hip thrust in there as well, but you know, make sure it's working um, with those other three movements. Absolutely. So talking about just movements here, kettlebell swings, amazing. Oh, really? They're really good, of course, to work on your athletic ability, your your grip strength and stability, your core strength and stability. But it's going to be a ton of hip and glute activation as well as quad. Mm-hmm. But mostly it's going to be that if we're, if we're doing it properly, it's going to be lower body power focused, explosive movement and controlling the weight on the way down with the core um, and, of course, with grip. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about um, those? No, I mean, again, th- again, that's one of those things that I think why why not do those that that will also work any movement and this is where you can make a lot of uh this whole workout science sort of thing really simple what do your glutes do they bring your hips forward okay what are movements i can do with a load that bring my hips forward now a kettlebell swing that's going to have some additional benefits that maybe let's say you know, a, a deadlift, uh, well, deadlift probably will, but you can do it in a different, a different, uh, what are they called? A different system, right? If you're going like heavy with deadlifts, that is different. It's a different There's stimulus. Different exactly. You, it, Cause with a kettlebell swing, you're thrusting your hips forward so fast and then you have to slow it down and it's just a, a different movement, right? So you're going to get so some let's, different let's benefits. This, Cause you're making a really good point here. Let's compare this movement to another similar movement. Let's, let's compare the, the kettlebell swing to a back squat. Both of these, if, if done properly can be major glute focused movements, especially if we're talking about low bar, um, wide stance back squat, right Mm -hmm. now kettlebell swing can be used in a couple different ways. Um, off of what a, a barbell low back squat wide stance can do. They're both going to be glute focused, but if I go lighter weight, higher rep, it's more cardio focused for the kettlebell swing. It's Mm -hmm. once again, whether I go light or I go heavy, I'm going to be training my grip strength more. I'm going to be training my core more. If I'm going for barbell, low back, or um, I'm sorry, low bar, uh, back squat, wide stance, what that looks like, by the way, visually, if you guys are having trouble picturing this, it's right on the top of my upper, upper back, the low part of it. I'm bracing that bar, that barbell, um, a little bit wider grip stance than I would uh, with a high bar squat. So my hands are out further and my feet are slightly outside my shoulder width with toes slightly pointed outwards as well. Driving my knees out to the side as I lower or descend into that explosive upward movement. And the difference between these two here, I can go much, much heavier with a squat like that than I can with a kettlebell swing, right? Cause mm-hmm. it doesn't require too much strength, um, on my forearms or my grip. So I can load my glutes heavier and I'm also, it's, it's still gonna be a lot of core component too. Then we're also training upper back for stability at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would argue probably a little more hip focus, right? Yeah, I would say if, so if, if I had to pick one, I would choose the squat. But one thing I I really like about kettlebell swings is it will teach you, I think, how to activate your glutes more than a squat. Because it's just, 
one, you you will probably be doing more reps because what you said earlier, it's going to be a lighter load. So, you know, you're not going to do three reps of a kettlebell swing with a 30-pound kettlebell. That's, that's not going to do much for most people. Um, and the reason for that is traditionally your glutes are going to be much stronger, or they should be mm-hmm. hopefully, than your grip strength. Dude, when when people would when people at Orange Theory would do a dumbbell swing with a twenty pound dumbbell, uh, oh my god, it drove me any leg move. The goblet squat, people do like fifteen pounds. I'm like, are you trying to waste your time? Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> it's like they're lifting it completely <laughs> vertical. Oh, they, they stand up, use their arms, lift it up, go back <laughs> down. It's like what the frick. Um, one thing that you so you can almost do anything with the squat that you can do with the kettlebell. Cause all you have to do with the squat is if you lower the weight, this is like the conjugate method, right? You do a minimal load, maximum speed. You lift as quickly as you can. However, it's going to take it. I think it takes a lot more practice and control to be able to control the bar, keep it level and, and brace properly with a kettlebell swing. Sure. It's a little bit more elementary. Um, also if you have any shoulder impingements, you know, going, going back with your shoulder blades to grip that bar, if something's wrong with your rotator cuff or something, it's, that might bug you a little bit, maybe with a kettlebell swing, you know, having the weight out in front of you, maybe that feels better. I don't know. That's just one thing to kind of think about if you have those issues. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're trying to load up your muscles, you, you would have to go with squats for sure. But again, it's like, I don't know, man. I feel like some people just like shit on kettlebells, kettlebell swings. Like, oh, what what are you like a soccer mom? And like, dude, Barrett, the strongest, the strongest human being I have ever met. I used to, I, I would work out with him in college when we would finish no, a, you. When, yeah, dude, like, like I'm pretty much as strong as he is. <laughs> um, when we would finish like a really big deadlift day. And by the way, we use different platforms because it took too long to change the weight. Um, we would we would get a really heavy kettlebell and we would essentially deadlift it really, really quickly. Not quite a swing, but kind of like a swing with a pause um, at the bottom. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, like, why are we doing these? And he's like, it'll teach you to activate your glutes a lot more at the top. When you do a kettlebell swing and you are squeezing your glutes as hard as you can and your arms are still kind of going up from the momentum, you just, I don't know, you just don't get that with a squat. So learning to activate those glutes is absolutely huge. Hip abductors. What about them? How do you feel about them? How do I feel? I think I think they're really important. The the adductors and the a I never know how to say the other one. The abductors, abductors, whatever. Abductors. Um, so so you know, adductors are your interior muscle on your. If you guys want to try to feel it out right now. Um, be careful, make sure that nobody's filming and recording you because you might look like you're touching yourself. <laughs> you want you want to put your hand right on the in, the interior portion of your leg next to your groin. So your adductor yeah. is the muscle that adds your legs together. It pushes them together. Now the abductors are the muscles on the outside or your side butt that pushes your legs apart. Yeah. So if you're trying to push weight away, if you put a little bit of resistance on the exterior portion of your quad and you try to push against it, you can feel that's your abductor forcing your resistance away. Mm-hmm. So your abductors are going to be your side butt, your side glute, mm-hmm. and also attached to the hip, kind of rounding out what that glute looks like. Very, very important here, right? 
specifically training them for isolation. I think personally, it's a great idea. Um, I'm a big bodybuilder proponent. I think building the body aesthetically and training specific muscle groups, there's a lot of benefits to that. Of course, there's a huge number of benefits to training for athletic performance specifically, Mm -hmm. um, powerlifting specifically. And you're going to get a great body if you just train for that too, as long as your Mm -hmm. nutrition is in line. But when we're, we're training to develop certain aesthetic components to the body, that would be training hip abductors. It's very rare that you're going to, as a power lifter, I mean, maybe you'll add a little bit of accessory work for a hip abductor, but you're really going to work those through sumo deadlifts in themselves, right? And yeah. Of the, of the sort. And it's kind of funny. Oddly enough, I was do, I was uh, listening to a podcast with this guy named Mike Israel, who's a... Um, He's he's like a bodybuilding coach, whatever. Really, really intense guy. He was on Mark Bell's uh, Power Project podcast. Uh, For those who don't know, Mark Bell was like a world champion powerlifter, and he also invented the slingshot. Um, But anyways, they so he's this Mike Israel guy. I don't even know if his first name is Mike. I I don't remember. Anyways, um, he is a huge uh, advocate of doing a full range of motion. Now it kind of depends on your ability, but you shouldn't, he, he hates it when people do like intentional half reps, whatever. Um, but one thing he was saying is, um, if you want to really grow your adductors and your abductors, if you can do a leg press where you bring it as close as you can to you and you go all the way back up, he's had clients where they, you know, they would only go to maybe 90 degrees and then back up or with your squat. You know, if you get really, really low, their specifically their adductors just blew up. Um, so, I mean, they, they are important not only for like aesthetics wise, but also like think about this. If you guys are sitting right now, move your legs back, like in and out, move your knees in and out really quickly. You're using your adductors and your, your abductors as well. Okay. And I, at contracting times, if those muscles are weak and you're not able to keep your knee stable, then you could hurt yourself, right? So it has a performance component too. Now, if you are doing a full range of motion, obviously you will be activating them because you need to be using them. But, you know, there's the, uh, <laughs> everyone's favorite machine, the, uh, the good girl, bad girls, um, <laughs> that, that help you, you know, and I mean, all of the you know, lesser, which one the lesser known, uh, terminology, <laughs> good girl, bad girl. But that's one of those things where it's like, hey, you might as well throw those throw those in a couple times a week and, and really isolate those muscles because, yeah, you're going to use them when you have to, but it might yeah. also be a really good idea for you to train them when you're when you're not necessarily calling upon them to, to stabilize your leg. Absolutely. And it'll round out your butt. Like you're right. Your your uh, your abductors will add that extra rounded look to your glutes. Um kind of on the outside there. Now, that's a great point. Talking, going back to squats, because I think that's probably one of the best ways that you can build a a well-rounded glute, Mm -hmm. um, strong performance, as well as aesthetic glute. There's many different variations of the squat. What do you think the benefits are of a, let's say a dumbbell, front squat versus a, um, a wide stance sumo squat. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everything in between. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, part of the stance is going to depend, your standard stance you use partially is going to depend on, um, on your anatomy. If you have really short femurs, you might be able to have your feet shoulder width apart, toes pointing forward and do a really deep squat. If you have really long femurs, you might need to go with a little bit of a wider stance. So, you know, I don't want you guys to think, okay, if I put my feet this way, this is the best way to grow my glutes. Well, if you have a really hard time doing that stance because of the length of your legs or torso, then it might not be the best for you. Going back to Andrew's point or question rather, if you're doing a dumbbell front squat, that that's a phenomenal movement. And I think in general, but even more so if you keep the dumbbells separated. I know a lot of people at Orange Theory would smash them together, um, but then you don't have to stabilize them individually as much. Um, when you do any front-loaded movement, first off, your posterior chain on your back, at least your erector spinae muscles going down your spine, are going to get activated a little bit more because they they have to. The front the load is in front of them, so they have to fight it to you know keep you upright even more. And I think dumbbell uh, front squats are a good intro to eventually doing a barbell. Because then again, you can load up a barbell a little bit more. Some people probably can't even bring heavy dumbbells up to their shoulders. Um, But it's a great way to learn the movement. I mean, a front squat, it, it takes a long time to master. I would say maybe even more so than a back squat. Um, so yeah, great, great intro movement to learning the barbell version. Um, look, I find when I do, when I do front squats, you're going to get those rector spinae muscles going a little bit more. Um, I find it to, to be a little bit more quad dominant and at least when, when I've tried it. Sure. Um, and, and again, you're still using your glutes. You never want to think, okay, if I do this squat, I'm only going to hit this part of my leg, right? That that's just, that's not how it works. Um, I think with, if you're doing a really wide stance, you know, you're probably going to end up hitting um, the outside of your quad and the outside of your glute a little bit more um, than maybe other positions. But man, part of it is just try some things out, you know, try going pretty narrow and bringing your hips way back. Maybe put a plate underneath your heels if, if you have to, if you if you lack some ankle mobility um, and then try going wide and and feel it out. You know, that's kind of the fun of working out, right? Try Try different things. Um, and, and, and see what works. You're like, Oh, when I do this, I kind of feel a little bit more in my glutes. Maybe I'll keep doing that, but maybe you might have someone else that says, well, when I do that, I don't feel it in my glutes. And there could be many reasons for that, but do it, do what you know is working for you. Essentially. Absolutely. One thing I want to point out for, for squatting is especially if we have more developed quads and maybe we're trying to focus on building the glutes it's all about the contraction and you you have heard cam and i talk about contraction and forcing contraction in different areas a number of different times um, throughout all of our episodes and it's no different here so something that is a great takeaway to try to focus on if we're doing something like a squat and we want to make it more glute focused we want to slow the tension down and we want to keep tension on the uh, uh the objective muscle group. So for example, if I'm doing a back squat and I'm slowly engaging and lowering myself into my sinking position, I'm going to get to my lowest point 
um, on that squat and I'm going to pause, keep my muscles engaged, and then press back up to the top without needing to re-engage those glute muscles. If we truly go about this, whether we're well-practiced or not through it, it's going to be hard to do to keep those muscles engaged, even on the descent and through the lowest point for the sticking point is mm-hmm. what some people call it. Um, we were at that, that tough transition period, right? Um, but this is called spiral tension. So you're, you're essentially, you're taking the, the, the tension and you're exaggerating it. You're elongating the time, uh, the, the time under tension being created for that muscle group. And in turn, we're going to see greater returns on training that muscle group. We're going to be working. We're going to be recruiting. You might hear other fitness people talk about this term. We're going to be recruiting more muscle fibers from that muscle group to um, being used. And that's what we want. We want to recruit as much of the muscle as we can in order to fatigue it so that we can build it. Mm -hmm. Simply put. Yeah. And that's one thing you'll also be doing when you put your body under more of that constant stress when you're quote unquote in the hole or at your sticking point, whatever, um, which generally is at the bottom of, of every movement. Um, you're also going to be doing a lot neurologically as well. Cause you do to get, at least to get stronger, you don't always need to gain muscle. Um, so, so for example, the past two months, I haven't put on this crazy amount of muscle, but my, my, my brain now knows like, oh, we can actually activate our muscles more. Like we're able to generate more force that we didn't really know we could. And so when you when you train at that sticking point in the hole there and you hold it for even longer, you're going to be waking up certain neurons. So then when you do a normal workout where maybe you're just doing reps, your body is like, oh, we can handle this load while we're in the hole at that sticking point because we've been kind of training for it. We've been overloading it at that point, which is going to make your entire lift stronger because it, it just gets easier the higher you get in your squat. Absolutely. What I would say is another another big, because I'm trying to think of all the different training topics that we can we can speak on here. A huge one is outside of just the realm of movements, because these are all great movements that you can incorporate in your training sessions if you don't have a program that you're following, which Cam and I relentlessly recommend that you have. Training heavy and going into reps is one of the best ways that we can train, in my opinion, my semi-professional opinion. Uh, (laughs) And that's what I use for the P10 training team quite often. For those of you who are listening who train with us, you know that. You know that that's kind of the gist of many different um, growing and uh, and uh, or, or aiming objective to grow muscle mass. That's how we train. If we hit a muscle heavy and then we get into higher rep, it doesn't have to be muscular endurance reps, but then we go into higher rep, lighter weight. It's a great way to continue to fatigue a muscle group towards the point of, man, I need to adapt to get better for this. And that's what we want the muscles to do. What do you so, have to say so, on that? Yeah. So something that's kind of funny about you saying that is um, the opposite also actually works. So, yes. but, but in, but in a, in a, in a different way. So if you're, if you're trying to lift heavy um, and this is another thing I actually got from, from Mark Bell is what, what they would do at Westside Barbell, which is like the strongest, pretty much the strongest gym in the world. When they, were, they, when they would try to PR, 
going as heavy as they absolutely can, they would warm up or their their sets leading up to it, they would be going incredibly fast for a, a decent amount of reps. So they're waking up their body to explode. Is, is uh, kind of getting into it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then the the neurological side of the lift is being activated. Exactly. It is firing like crazy. And then when they go to, when they then lift a heavy load, their body is primed to rip that weight off the ground. Obviously, it's going to take a little bit longer um, for that to happen. Um, But even today for my workout, I was doing squats. I warmed up, I put a bunch of bands on it, and I would just go up as quickly as I could. And then when I, I did my first kind of warm up with weight on it, which is 135. I was like, oh my gosh, this feels so light because my body was just so awake and ready to go as opposed to just moving weight regularly, right? So, you know, both ways are, I think, I think great. I think if you have a, a, a specific goal, you know, you can obviously tweak some things, but Man, if, if you're hitting back and you start off with doing like pendley rows, barbell rows, some sort of big compound movement, well, guess what? You can't do like six compound movements real heavy in a workout. It's just your body's not going to be able to take that. So doing what Andrew's saying where it's like start start off with your with your big rocks, but then, hey, your muscles probably still have more left in the tank. Tax them a little bit more with a movement where you're, you know, maybe you're doing 12 reps, squeeze as hard as you can building that mind muscle connection, but also you're still taxing your muscle. It's a little bit safer because, you know, you're gonna be tired. So maybe you shouldn't be doing another compound movement. You could, you know, your form could get off, whatever. So um yeah, no, I I, I don't know. Getting getting wordy here, but I, I agree is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh you can do the opposite for sure. Uh what I like to do is in order to once again promote if we're trying to most important thing here, we're not talking about performance, trying to lift a, a PR um, cam referencing. It's a great way to go about it. If we're trying to fatigue the muscle as much as we can within the diminishing bell of return, of course, we want to go heavy and then go lighter for reps because that's a great way to continue to mm-hmm. add workload and maintain form um, for greater fatigue, right? Because like, like Cam noted at the end, which is another great point, form is going to be so important. If we're losing form on something, we're going to be recruiting different muscles um, to assist in lifts. So that's great. And that's totally fine if we're going for a PR and you know we got a little bit of that back helping out for a sumo deadlift. And we're like, okay, it's curving a little bit, but hey, he got it up and he got the win. Cool. <laughs> that's great. But yeah. if we're trying to train for developing a certain muscle group, we want to keep form intact um, to a great extent so mm-hmm. that we can make sure that we are, are fatiguing exactly what we want. Right. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Do you have any other tips or pointers for this stuff? I mean, food, that's going to be a huge part of this too. And water, yeah. drink your damn water. Uh, I'm that's so tired of people good. telling me they're like, Andrew, I just can't like, I can only drink like a, a cup of water. I'm like, just shut up. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Like if you're, if you really are telling me that you can't drink, like at least at the very least, depending on, I don't even, I don't even want to give out any recommendations because then people are going to take it literally guys. If you're thirsty, you're dehydrated. 
Yeah. There's a good chance. Unless you have something going on with your body and your body just like is rejecting water and something weird, of course, because I always have to throw that out there just in case. Oh, but you said every single person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chance if you're thirsty, you're not drinking enough water. Yeah. Already. Or you're drinking too much water too fast. Another big thing that I've, I've noticed that people do, and that's a great thing about 75 Hard again, is if you have to drink a certain amount of water, people are like, okay, I'm just going to chug like three-fourths of my water all at once. Dude, you're, you're missing the point major <laughs> because you're going to be thirsty because you're just going to pee all of it out. Your body's like, I'm going to reject this. I don't need this. Yeah. It's about hydrating your body as best you can, right? Right. Right. Exactly. I think um, one one big thing, and this is obviously again we're still talking about like growing your butt. Um, you, obviously, this is just a general good rule to have. Is you just got you have to be patient. You have to trust that what you're doing is going to work. Because um, here's the thing, man: when people get impatient, they get really really stupid, and that's when you're going to start falling for for things that you see on Instagram, like oh, this supplement will grow your butt in 30 days. No, it's not. It, it if it really did, it'd probably be like on the news or something like that. Okay, so if you if you are currently doing like squats, deadlifts, lunges, any sort of like hip thrusting movement, and you're doing those consistently, and you're challenging yourself consistently, then just wait. Just keep doing what you're doing, but but be a little bit more patient, right? I mean, if you want to be think about this, this goes back to the the Pareto distribution. You have the the great butts of the world. <laughs> right? This is the same same thing. It's it's the yeah. <laughs> you've got me. You've got <laughs> you got yeah. Me and Andrew. Um, Listen, but, I got a pretty I got a pretty good butt. I know you do. I know you do. Um, <laughs> but if you're someone who's willing to to wait it out and keep doing those things, you might not have a great butt in sixty days, ninety days. I mean, you will compare to where you started, but you give it, give it a year and you'll, I think you'll be like, you'll be where you want to be, but just, just chill, you know, just chill. Cam, if I hear another person or I see another person post or talk about not wanting to get bulky, I'm going to attack them. I'm going to attack them viciously, aggressively, and just shower them with love and hate. What, <laughs> what, what have you, what have you seen? Like, what do, what do you, what do you mean? What, when are they saying that in reference I think, to what? So if we're talking about building butts still, you want to lift heavy. And like, if you feel like you're, you're somebody who has an unshapely butt or you have a flat butt or, or <laughs> something like that, you're not training properly. You're not, or you're not training at all, just plain and simple. You're not being consistent. You're not training properly, or you're not training at all. All those things fall into place, or you're not recovering properly. But that's probably the least often that you see, because even if you're not recovering properly, you're still going to see gains, just a, di- a diminished return. Is yeah. that fair? Yeah. You're, you're either under recovering or you have nothing to recover from because you're not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I want to <laughs> I want to challenge you guys if that's something that you want to do because I know it's 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 very popular for once again for both guys and gals for many different age ranges too. They want to build a shapely butt. And if if we're talking of like in our 70s and 80s, having a functional <laughs> this is fine, a functional butt 
and like <laughs> <laughs> a butt that we can actually use for um for 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 daily life well mm-hmm. it's going to help with stability movement independence of life so training your butt throughout your entire life is essential and you can always pick yeah. it up or wherever you are whenever you are yeah um when i was working with when i started out as a personal trainer this is like my corn pop um story that I use. When I was starting out as a personal trainer back in the day, <laughs> when I was uh, a young buck at 20, I um, I I thought I was going to train with all these athletes, all these people wanting to lose fat, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> cool. Like I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to have these types of people. I had almost all my clients somehow by the grace of God, because it taught me so many things, were like 80 to 86 year old guys. <laughs> And we trained a lot of core stability, movement, lower body. We did some upper body mobility because all these old guys had really tight chests and backs and they couldn't, you know, move very well. And they're all badasses. And uh, you know, some of them have moved on, some of them have passed on at, at this point. And, you know, many of them are still around and they're they're moving really well. And they're some of their greatest goals were to stay mobile mm-hmm. and stay independent. And what I'm trying to get at here is the lower body, namely the butt, is a huge part of that. Yeah. <laughs> Not having a huge butt is a, a big part of that, but having a functional and usable butt is is huge for those things. All the way down to if you're the 26-year-old girl who listens to us and you just want to grow for aesthetics. Also, right. very important and very good uh, to use that <clears throat> Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. Coffee drop. <laughs> Hot like coffee drop, to the crop. But I, <laughs> but I, I make myself unable to have kids. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> I still have to hit the gym. I got to get my second workout in. What are you going to do? I'm going to train my butt. You're going to train your booty? Probably. Yeah. I'm going to come out. So I told... I told Carrie that she's going to help me market this. One thing that I want to do in 2021 is I wanted to create, because now that you know, Protocol 10 Training Co. has been around for over a year, and it's it's been awesome to have the, the Protocol 10 training team. It's not scalable, and I love doing what I do. It's not scalable to reach tons and tons of people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's too complicated right now for what I want to do to add on many trainers to manage them because, you know, we've got eat the frog, eat the frog is taken off. It's really exciting. And, you know, we'll update that stuff with uh, about you guys or or for you guys soon, because that whole journey has just been awesome to, to kind of document and talk about. But uh, we begin our pre-sales process in a couple of weeks officially where we start slinging memberships out to uh, Naperville. But what I'm trying to say is protocol 10 isn't a scalable thing right now for growing the training team past, you know, 15 or so uh, team members. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I want to create a program or, or a few programs that you can take and you can do on your own. Cause that's something that I personally appreciate and enjoy doing is like this dead December, not having to always work with somebody. Um, but sometimes people want the the simpler side of things and just say, Hey, I just want the blueprint and I mm-hmm. want to be on top of it. So I think we could, benefit a lot of people through that. So that's one of my goals for 2021, Q1 2021, by the Q1, way. Q1 2020. 
is to create a full program. And I think lower body is going to be a a huge program to use. Um, Mm -hmm. It's what people are looking for. And outside of wanting to lean out for summer, which is also going to be a a big thing to do. And hopefully you guys are planning ahead. Cam and I have talked about Q1, Q4 fitness for God knows how many times, how long, but plan out what you're doing in Q1, Q2 of uh, 2021, because hopefully coronavirus will start to to go away and we can enjoy our lives again mm-hmm. <laughs> in a, a broader sense. And let me tell you, as somebody who's been in many different areas of fitness and you know health, the more fit you are, generally the happier you are in many different areas of life. Definitely. And Definitely. yes, you're sacrificing some things sometimes for that health and fitness. Let me tell you, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I'm also the most restricted. So, decide on how we want to go about that and what we want to do with your your fitness coming up is what I would recommend if you have not done so already. And ask for help if you need it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, the worst time to look for a plan is the same time that you need one, right? So, just get ahead of the game. We we have about 40 days left in the year. That's, that's not a long time at all. Like that is just enough time to plan out though. It's Oh dude, it's, it's plenty of time. I mean, you could literally think of, and you know, I think a lot of people get stuck because they don't have a clear aim of what they want. It's something like, I want to get fit. Oh, okay. What in the world does that mean? Like that, it doesn't actually, that doesn't actually mean anything because you haven't really defined it, right? So think about what you want to do specifically. Um, like, And it doesn't have to be, you know, I, I want to do, well, trying to think of how I want to say this. You want to make it realistic in a timely manner. So for me, I want to focus, this, this next year, um, 2021, is it's going to be all, strength focused. That's my, that, that is the general theme. So these might be some steps people can follow. Think of your, your general theme. What's your broad focus? And then what are your micro focuses within that? So for me, it's like, okay, this is the year of strength. I'm going to give myself a lot more grace with the way I look, although I'm still going to have those, because uh, I don't have a way to measure my body fat, but if I, if I can't see like the first two to four abs at all, no good. If I can't see my bicep vein, I'm probably getting a little bit too fluffy. Um, so ma- maintaining those and then they'll, you know, break it down a little bit further to a micro goal. Okay. I want to focus on my deadlift. How many times per week do I need to do that? What programs really my goals are going to be, which programs am I following? I'm going to follow them to a T leading up to the meet that we'll do in, in a year or so from now, right? I don't need to, I don't need to do my own programming for an entire year before 2021. That's ridiculous. And also it leaves no room for adaptation. So I don't know, just, just think about it. Just take this weekend guys, or I don't know if this podcast will come out on Monday or whatever, but take the next week or so. Just think, what do I actually want 2021 to look like for my, my health and also my fitness? It doesn't need to be strength. It doesn't need to be aesthetics. It doesn't need, doesn't need to be anything, but it has to be something 
that you truly want and something that you're actually going to be willing to work towards. If you don't care about strength, but you do care about aesthetics, then 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 focus on that. And guess what? You'll probably get a little bit stronger too. That's just weights will do that, you know? So once again, we'll talk about this in another episode um, to kind of break up and evaluate underneath a microscope what 75 Hard has done entirely. I want to leave you guys with this snippet of information and insight that I've gotten from 75 Hard, as well as from Andy Frisella, somebody that Cam and I listen to all the time. Back in late March, early April, Andy and his team threw out a podcast um, through Real AF talking about what they were going to be doing, what he was going to be doing during this quarantine, during this pandemic time period. Because back then, as well as now, a lot of people were dealing with major anxieties and worries and, and, and issues. And I think that's still very prevalent today, maybe more so, maybe less in different ways, but it's there. And a lot of people feel it, especially with rolling back on some businesses more recently. If you're listening to this episode currently, not 10 years in the future. <laughs> One of the things he said was, I'm going to take this time, however long it is, and I'm going to focus on me. And I'm going to restart 75 hard right now because he's done it a few times at this point. It's his program. And I'm going to get into it and I'm going to be on top of my game because I'm going to come out better out of this pandemic than the person next to me. Not in a like negative, like, all right, screw that guy type of mindset. But in a self-developmental, he's going to take this time and use it positively, right? instead of looking at it so negatively, like I think many of us are doing or have been doing. On top of that, late, I don't know if it was the same podcast or it was later on, another great focal point referenced was control what we can control. And it's simple. People say it a lot. But I see so many of us not doing that. Not executing a very simple and very, very important thing. When we worry about so many different things that we can't control, speaking from personal reference, when my life, when I felt like my life was totally fucked and I was not where I wanted to be and all these things that I couldn't completely control were happening to me, I was at my least happy, right? Mm -hmm. Everything was spiraling, spiraling out of control inside of this pandemic, inside of all these other things. When I got on top of my game and focused on what I could control, everything got better. And taking that principle and leading into the next year, because I know we've been saying this a lot and we see how many of you are listening to the podcast. It's been growing. It's been getting back to where it was at our peak. The other day, the other week, we had our most listened to week, uh, which is really cool to see the numbers are still growing and they're they're surpassing previous results. So thanks for being part of the podcast. We, we both appreciate it. And many of you interact with us personally or together. Many of you, I'm gonna call you out right now, are not focused on what you can control. And it's fucking with your head and it's totally messing up what could be done right now. So quit it. This is coach slash dad Andrew coming at you. <laughs> slash dad. 
because you need it. A lot of you, and if if you're like, man, he's right, I do need it. He's talking to me. I am talking to you. Get outside your own way and stop worrying about the things that you can't control. Focus on the things that you can't control. Your water consumption, your training, your objectives at hand, the big ones, the little ones. Put in the work day to day, the things that we can't control and just execute. Come out of this year. Quit saying it's a shitty year. I'm so tired of people saying that and listening to it. And just focus on the things that we can't control and finish it up strong. Like Cam said, you have 40 days, 39, 38, whatever. Maybe you listen to this with a week left in 2020. Get it done. Make it a really solid week. And set yourself up for success because if you're setting yourself up for success, January 1st, 2021, you're already back behind the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, there's this this big, uh, I feel like, movement of, of self-love and, and all that all that stuff. And I think a lot of times it's really focused on indulgence as opposed to self-care, self-love. Oh, hell yeah. One of the best things, you know, I mean, it was just going back to what you were saying, where it's like one of the, the best ways you can love yourself is not screwing yourself over. If you make a plan and you're like, hey, this is important to me, I want this. Then, then start making it reality. What's that even look like on paper? Get that on paper first. Like, all right, here's my game plan. Let's start with that. And if if things aren't going well, we can make adjustments as we learn more information as we're starting this process, right? But if you're focused on self-love doesn't look like a bottle of wine and shit TV every night. That's mind-numbing. That's not gonna, that's not actually helping you, but you striving towards something that you think is either admirable or going to benefit you and sticking to that plan, you're going to really like who you are and where you are in life by the time that plan is is starting to actually bear some fruit, right? So, and the worst thing you can do, like what Andrew's just saying is, is get behind the ball. If it's January 1st and you're like, all right, what do I want to do this year? It already is this year. Decide that now, you know, and it doesn't need to be, you don't need to change the world in 2021, but how are you going to change yourself? Because guess what? We're probably going to still be dealing with coronavirus in a year from now. Like, I mean, who knows? Don't just let time keep getting wasted because coronavirus is happening. Th think of something that you can start doing that is a step forward instead of giving yourself more excuses to indulge. Like, oh, I'm stressed out. So I'm going to let myself do, you know, whatever BS habit I want to do. It's like the thing that you, you sent, I think you sent me it the other day. It was like, you know, don't, don't be mad at well, what was it? It was like something about like, be gentle to yourself because 2020 was like tough on all of us. You know, it's okay to be soft or something like that. And I was like, like, what am I reading? Dude, if, if there was a, if a person from a third world country like read that and, and was able to see what someone's life was like, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, you were such a bitch. Like it, <laughs> Granted, yeah, it's been it's been it's been tough, but guess what? This kind of goes back to what we were talking about on a Holly and Mary's podcast like a week ago, where it's like, okay, do I still have a roof over my head? Yeah, do I still have my family? Yeah, I mean, okay, granted, some people have lost family members, but also people lose family. That that's not unique to right now. People lose. You're gonna do that the rest of your life. Yeah, you're gonna be losing family members always. and friends. That's yeah. how life works. So we're going to, this yeah. is just a shitty curveball for some people. Yeah. Control what you can control though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't stand it when, when, when people like, 
you can make a lot of issues really big that aren't big. Like if, if I ever hear anyone complain and I have before hearing someone complain like, Oh wow, my, my groceries didn't get delivered in time. It's like, Oh, you mean the, the food that you didn't have to go get that you didn't have to hunt that you knew was coming. That was a little bit late. <laughs> That's your concern. Like, or people like, like, dude, I, you and I, I mean, like I, I work a lot and I'm like exhausted I'm not going to complain about that. Oh, what am I going to do? Complain to someone in a third world country? Oh, you know, I I, I work too much and I get paid for every hour. <laughs> what is that? You know, like that uh, every time I'm like tired or like stressed out about something like that, I'm like, okay, Cam, in the grand scheme of things, what are you stressed out about? Oh, it's still something that you're incredibly like, you should be feeling like privileged and honored that you get to do this. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you know, there are times where it gets to me and I'm like, wow, I, you know, I need, I need a little break. I'm getting a little burnt out, but you, you know, you need a reality check. We, we do live in a great country and a lot is provided. Um, it, it just kind of comes down to what choices you're going to make. If you didn't, if you don't have money right now, I bet you're buying something stupid. If you're not where, if, if you're at a, a weight or a body that you don't like right now, Hey, may, maybe, Here's the thing. Andrew said it was a curveball. It was. Maybe it threw you for a loop a little bit. And that's fine. Dude, it, it kind of messed with me a little bit when I when I wasn't working. Like I there was a day where I'm like, how did this happen? Like I was so like discombobulated. I was like, what the hell? Like this came out of nowhere. And then I started rebuilding. Don't like you don't need to necessarily like beat yourself up for not expecting this whole coronavirus thing to happen. But as soon as you possibly can, which is right now you need to start taking ownership for your actions. And like, yeah, maybe you do have like a little bit of a doughy body. Don't accept that. Don't, don't you dare think that you can't overcome that because if you think that you can't, then guess what? You actually can't. That's, that's, that's just the way it is. But if you know, like the most Andrew now knows he's able to do a very disciplined lifestyle for 75 days. A year ago, you, you didn't know you could do that. Maybe you believed you could, but you now, like in a few days, you'll know for a fact that you were able to do that. A lot of you, I guess a lot of us have really cush lives. Again, bad shit still happens because that's going to happen to literally everyone, but there's a lot of good in life and we focus so much on the bad and we make it like a really big struggle. A lot of struggles are not as big as we make them. And I do this too. Um, so yeah, just get your act together. I don't know. I don't know how to end this, but that's what I have to say. <laughs> be the person that you want to be in five years. You got to put that work in now. If we go back to 21-year-old Andrew, 22-year-old Andrew, I started working at Orange Theory Fitness as a sales associate over at, shout out, Riverwoods Buffalo Grove. <laughs> never working a front desk, never working a cash register job. I was terrified of working a cash register. It's the thing I've, I've told this before. I was like, man, I feel like such a dumbass. I have <laughs> never worked a cash register and I'm 21, 22. I don't even know what I'm doing. But I knew that I wanted to be a manager owner of a facility one day. So I attached myself to the then fastest growing fitness company in the world. And I said, I'm going to plan on being 26, 27 and knowing a whole lot more than I do now. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start planning for it now. And 
I did it. I just jumped in. So this, my, my, my whole life, my whole professional life and my fitness life, because I wasn't even, when I was first starting personal training, I didn't have a certification. I didn't have any type of official education for being a personal trainer, but I jumped in and went through the process, spent the money and became a certified personal trainer while I was working at Orange Theory Fitness. And while I had personal experience, prior experience as a personal trainer, now I had more book knowledge, more more applicable uh, reading science behind it. I did the things I had to do and I created that roadmap and I executed. And I'm not where I want to be. Of course, there's a million things. I'll never be where I want to be because mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that, that we want to go or whether we're talking about physique athletic performance, business, relationships, whatever. But putting those in place and, and and having them take place, starting the steps is what got me here. And this is exactly where I envisioned myself to be when I was five years younger. Do that now. You don't have to do five years. Do this next year. What is it going to look like at the end of next year? Do you still want to be unhappy with yourself? Do you still want to be if or if you're doing a good job, because I know we talk about the extremes. You just talk about the people who are so unhappy and so unfulfilled. If you're on top of your game, but of course you're hungry for more, figure it out same way. What does mm-hmm. that next year look like? Yeah. Because if we're high performers, we're always going to be dissatisfied in some type of way. Mm-hmm. We're always isn't facing- that isn't that funny? People, the think, people that people that I, I know that are most. Should we say it again? Would you say? I think it's beautiful. Yeah. I love, I think about that all the time, how, and I accept it. I tell myself, Andrew, you're always going to be dissatisfied, but what's, what's the Ed, my, the Ed, my let quote about it? Like blissful, blissfully dissatisfied. Yeah. I'm blissfully dissatisfied. I am happy with what I've accomplished. Mm-hmm. If we talk about once again, 75 hard, I'm happy with what I've been able to do. I'm once again, harder on myself on these photos that I'm taking now than I was at the start of this. I'm blissfully dissatisfied. Dude, you did such a good job. You really could do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a conversation we need to have with ourselves often in a positive way, especially at the end of this year. Yeah, definitely. And one, you know, one thing is like, if I think about the curveball Corona through at me, it, 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 so take what you just did, but do it in the, in the bad way. Wow, if I'm capable of becoming that amount of lazy, or I, I mean, dude, I like also redid a porch and did a bunch of things around the house. So it's not like I was completely useless. But if I'm able to be that lazy, I'm capable of being way lazier. On the flip side, I've also been really disciplined. It's the same thing, dude. It's like being blissfully dissatisfied, but then also being like, dis- <laughs> like I don't know what the opposite would be, but like unsatisfied fidely disgusted or something like you, you are so capable of doing incredible things and being also a complete like buffoon right and maybe you're a complete buffoon right now and you don't believe that there is like this like champion inside of you this person that can do really incredible things but start finding out what that person looks like you know because guess what it, it doesn't need to be five years from now where you are like this just crazy badass person but maybe you are, I don't know who, who knows what you're capable of, but find out. 
it's kind of kind of one of the funnest things about life, right? You're going to become someone who hopefully you admire and that you look in the mirror and you're like, you, you are the hero of this story of your life. That's, that's kind of the ultimate goal or at least one of them, but can't think of someone who wouldn't want that. So I'm thinking of, I think about this often. I, I, there's, I think there's a, a number of different quotes that I kind of circulate and <laughs> sometimes it's kind of like cheesy. I have probably like a whole list of just quotes and things that people say that buzz inside my head. And mm-hmm. I like tell myself uh, over and over again, but it works. And one that kind of stuck with me and that I think of often from the physical side of things, but also I apply this to, to many different areas of life to kind of um, ship this one off for you guys. By Socrates, no man has the right to be an amateur in the matter of physical training. It's a shame for a man to grow old without seeing the beauty and strength of which his body is capable. Hmm. Do you know that one? No, no, but I like it. <laughs> so that's one. I don't I, I learned it probably a, quite a while ago, maybe in school, but that's one that I think of often. And it's just a very elegant way of, of restating what we talk about very often is and what I'm thinking about, man, in five years, I'm going to be 31. In 10 years, I'm going to be 36. And if we're talking about business, maybe I'm approaching where I want to be. Maybe I'm you know, making a lot of progress intellectually, family-wise, I'm achieving there and there's a lot more time to grow with that. Physically, I'm starting to reach my peak at that point. You know, my, yeah. <laughs> my body can't push too much longer. I'm looking at my life long term and I'm setting these things up and I'm thinking about them and I'm making plans about how I can achieve and how much time I have and being realistic with that time. Knowing how fast, if you look back in your own life right now, how quickly has five years slipped away from you? How, how recent does it feel to be back in 2015? What was going on in life at that point? What were the goals and the dreams you had at that point for, once again, your fitness, your family, your career, your relationships? And have we capitalized on those things? Maybe we have in a lot of different ways. And maybe it's taken longer than it should have. Or maybe we've done more than we thought we could. What a shame it would be for us to get through life, however long our life is that God gives us, and not to challenge ourselves in all these different ways. I'm a Christian, so biblically, I believe that we have different talents given to us from God. And you know, biblically, that's what, that's what the Bible tells us. It's all about what we do with these talents, these different talents and the, the different amount of talents that we have. What a shame. And I think about that. What a shame it would be if I <laughs> waste my talent and I don't live, I don't attempt to live to a high standard in many different directions. Think about that while you're complaining about 2020 being a shitty year. <laughs> As he takes a sip of coffee. Oh my God. Yeah. And dude, think about the 2015, like, where were you then? Where where would you be now if 2015 Cam and Andrew decided, hey, in five years, I can be somewhere incredible and they did little things every day and they had a plan 
when they when they were 20. Where would they be when they're 25? Well, guess what? Right now we are that that same scenario. I don't want to be 30 and look back and think, wow, you know what? 25-year-old Cam should have made a plan. That, that's me now, right? Like, why can't I make a plan now? And do do 30-year-old Cam a favor and make him proud of the past five years. Absolutely. And it, New, Year, New Year's coming up. It's a very popular time to start it. Make your make your plan now. You know, Cam said something. He likes to talk about how many summers you have left in your life. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. How many New Year's? How many how many restarts? If you like to think of you're one of those people who likes to think of New Year's as a a time to restart and try new things and refocus your goals. How many more of these left do you have? If you live to seventy three, or seventy eight, or a million, whatever women live to. Yeah. <laughs> How many, how many of these restarts do you have left? I also messaged Cam earlier this week. I said, hey, one of our most popular podcasts that we listened to, I was like, man, the youngest guy on that panel, they started when he was like 32, 33. It's so great. And Cam tells me, great, we have like five more years to screw around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's when we can start taking it seriously, right? <laughs> we're doing the stuff now, and maybe this yeah. goes somewhere, maybe it doesn't, but we're actively and consistently working on the things that we want to work on. So once again, everybody, we want you to do that. We want you to take these things, hopefully, with a grain of salt. Yo, can you still hear me? All the different things that we've talked about today, whether we're catching up through housekeeping or we're talking about trying to build your best butt <laughs> or figuring out what the next year looks like and controlling the things that we can control through fitness. Any of the number of lessons that we've talked about, hopefully you got something out of it. If you did share it with a friend, this is, I think, Cam, this is our longest podcast we've ever done. Oh yeah. What, I mean, what are we at right now? We're at like an hour almost- 50. Yeah, almost almost two hours, dude. <laughs> if you got something out of this podcast, do us a favor, share it with somebody. Tell them to give it a listen. If you're like, hey, what are you listening to these days? We've got tons of time to just be in our own thoughts. Give us a shout out, throw us a bone. And uh when the t shirts are out, grab one of those. One of the when the focus hats are out in a million years, grab one of those. <laughs> What do you got for the people, Cam, this week? Dude, on like on if you guys didn't already get it out of it out of the past 30 minutes of what we were just talking about, make your plan. Honestly, dude, it'll probably be the takeaway for the next four and a half weeks or five weeks, whatever it is. Yeah. Make a plan, make a plan, make it right now in, in my mind, that is the only thing that matters. Cause the biggest period of like people failing at a goal is coming up and you guys don't want to be a part of that pool of people. None of those people make a plan. Now they make it January 1st. So I'm probably going to make it the thing for the next five weeks is just make your plan, make your main plan, make specific plans. And, and yeah, that that that, stop, that is it. Stop letting your emotions control everything in your life. Is what I would say. Yeah. 
Because when you have a plan, if you allow your emotions to control everything and determine how well you're executing, you're going to fail. Yeah, definitely. Especially when we talk about fitness, motivation is all emotional. Motivation is great to have, but when you don't have it, are you still executing? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But that's the good thing is that if you, if you make a plan when you're not in this crazy emotional state, well, guess what? When you are in that emotional state, all you have, that's kind of the thing to hang on to is, is the plan. At least when it comes, when, you know, when it comes to your fitness, like, okay, I don't really feel motivated, motivated today. I don't feel like I'm making progress. And you, you know, you just have one of those days where you're just really in your head. Well, just to fall back on, this is my plan. Stick with it. And, and that way, it's not up to your emotion. It's up to the fact that you've decided that you're going to do this plan regardless. Because if you're going off of emotion, you probably wouldn't even go to the gym that day. Absolutely. Too much uncertainty in the world right now. So, focus on what we can control. All right, everybody. Have yep. a good week. We're out. Hey. I live the life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacay, I feel better.